Lots of people want to ride with you in the limo, but what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down. Oprah Winfrey. That's what I'm talking about. You are now tuned in to another episode of Eat With Her, Don't Compete With Her podcast. It's your host, Patty. And it's your girl, Jazz. And today on this episode, we'll be talking about friends. How many of us have them, need them, want them, see them, you know? Mm, came close. Let's see what you did there. Uh-huh. Saw it. So let's get into this, Jazz. All right, so I'm going to start out by just telling you guys a little bit about who I am. And I think that topic kind of gets misconstrued sometimes because we use this telescope to look in on people's lives that's real far away and we make a brash decision or explanation or definition of who they are. So some people define me by my accomplishments, by maybe by what I say to them in conversation or uh, by my facial expressions. But I'm none of those things. Yet, I'm a sum total of all of those things. So, yes, I've accomplished some big goals in my life. And I've been to the top of the mountains in some aspects. And even to the low, low valleys in some aspects. But my identity has never been wrapped in where I was in life. Um, Not the positions I had or the degrees I held. They were pieces of me, yes. Even moments in time and great accomplishments, but I appreciate them for what they were, but I would be who I am with or without them. That's what took my life kind of on this journey of becoming exactly who I was supposed to be. So those things played a major role in this like kind of personal development, but God can use anything and anyone to propel us to grow. Amen. Which makes me confident, right? And making a statement that I just made because I needed to see the good as well as the bad. Right. So I'm a manifestation of God's purpose for my life in spite of the devil's plan surrounding my life because his hand was on me. But God pushed his hand away. So preach. I ain't trying to I ain't trying to preach. No, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to, no I'm not going to collect the offering. Not today. <laughs> not today. I got I got paid. So I'm not going to collect the offering because see, here are the facts about me. I'm flawed. I make mistakes and I have challenges in this life. But they play as much a role in my life as my accomplishments and all those other pretty things that we see that are behind, that are in front of the veil, right? So who I am today positions me for my future. But I don't have it all together. But I don't have to. See, I'm not, I have not arrived, yet I am not late. Mm, Say it again. I have not arrived, yet I am not late. Mm. I am strong, I am complex, I am resilient, I am flawed, I am passionate, and I am loved. My name is Jasmine, and I approve this message. I always wanted to say that, guys. Like <laughs> It was just something that I've always wanted to say, so I had to, you know, I had to get it out there while I got this platform, you know. Look. But here's my favorite quote <clears throat> as it pertains to me defining who I am. If I didn't define myself for myself, then I would be crunched into other people's fantasies for me and eaten alive. Audrey Lorde. Mm. So, Patty, oh give me a little, 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 get the people a little bit about who you are. So, who am I? Right. I am me. And me is who I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cut. We do. Okay, that's, that's it. That's, she did it. No, she sir. threw that out there. She threw that out there. No, sir. So, who am I? 
I'm a person who sees the best in life and the best in other people, despite, you know, how it happens. I love hard and sometimes that backfires on me, but it never stops me from loving. I'm a loyal person and a nurturer by default. I am honest. I am trustworthy. I can be a procrastinator. Mm, and sometimes my commitment could be a little questionable, but we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. It's neither here. <laughs> but one thing I do is I never hide those flaws that I have. Because in life, I've come to realize that me hiding them means that I'm ashamed of them. And these self-realizations of showing who I really am in all aspects of who I am help me weed out the real people in my life Mm -hmm. and the fake ones. So who is Patty? I'm a whole lot of loyalty and love mixed with a little bit of compassion, mixed with a little bit of procrastination. But I am on the road of learning who I am. That is not the total definition because there's no period yet because I'm still discovering who I am. But as far as right now, that's who I've found myself to be nice so in knowing who you are and who we are individually because if you know me and jazz you know we are like oil and water facts salt and pepper yeah they go great Mm -hmm. by themselves right but they are amazing when they come together Hmm. so (laughs) who are we was already established. How mm-hmm. did we meet, Jazz? I think you need to get into that because <laughs> I I remember the, the the initial meeting, but all of the other stuff, the details regarding all the other stuff was a little blurry to me. Okay, so I believe that on a journey of Jazz and Patty, we have had many introductions. Okay. And in those introduc- introductions were different levels of who we were at the moment. Mm-hmm. So the first time I met Jazz, we were in fifth grade. And Jazz was like the new kid on the block. Yeah. And I say that because a lot of times, oh, not even a lot of times, in the school that we were in, a lot of the relationships and friendships that I had were already cultivated in kindergarten, first grade. So a lot of the people that I was in class with, we had already established a relationship Must and a friendship. nice. So <laughs> when Jazz came in... um. We had mutual friends, and Jazz, I thought in the beginning was a basketball player, but she told me that came afterwards. Nah, not yet, not yet. I was actually, contract secrets, bonus right here, giving mm-hmm. y'all this bonus. I was actually cheerleading. Mm. I'm not going to shout out for who. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. But I was actually cheering for like three seconds. It was cool. It was cool. Um, Our mutual friend, we were both, we both started cheering at the same time for the City League. And I don't know what happened or how I got out of it, but I was cheering at the time. I didn't mm-hmm. even gotten really introduced to basketball on a on an organizational level. Yeah. I was probably in the streets, like just playing or whatever, but not really playing on no teams or nothing. Right. So that was our first introduction. We were in school twenty, and that's when we crossed paths. Mm-hmm. The second time we crossed paths was because she had left school twenty, and we lost contact. And about like. Seven, Seven years. years later. Right. We saw I saw her at a um church event. And when I saw her, it was such it was a familiarity because I knew her from grammar school, but I didn't know who she was in the that moment. Mm-hmm. But it didn't stop a beat because we picked up like we never got dropped off. Mm. And in that moment, um it started a friendship that 
even though it was inconsistent throughout the years, it was the basis of where we are today. Right. And where were you in your life at that time? We were like 19. We were 19. I was working at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I just graduated high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was very indecisive of what I wanted to do in my life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my friends, they were already in college. You were in college. Mm -hmm. And I was complacent in where I was. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how that really affected me until I saw you achieving certain goals in your life. Like you were in college, you were doing this. And I knew that was something I always wanted to do, but I just never did it. And it sparked an interest in me, like, girl, get yourself together. Like people out here making real, doing real goals, they Mm -hmm. accomplishing things and you need to get it together, you know? So it placed an emphasis on me moving from that complacent um, state in my life to really getting things done. Okay. Right. For me, I was in a place of kind of rediscovering and redefining and kind of understanding who I was. Um, I was in college. I was in my second year. Um, I had made some other changes in my life, um, just on some real, quote, unquote, grown woman woman stuff that just, you know, you either like it or you don't. Um, I was running right directly headfirst into who I was. It was it was a it was a good time for me. It was a good time for me. And the crazy thing is that listening to this, how life will be totally different for two people Mm -hmm. and how sometimes my situation didn't force me to become a woman as fast as yours did. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of times um, going into friendships, you know, seeing where each other are. And that's a realization I just thought about listening to this. Um, that a lot of times <clears throat> our circumstances will cause us to go into different moments in our lives quicker than others. Yeah. So the second instance, like I said, we have many introductions mm-hmm. from, from grammar school to, you know, where midlife college life. Mm-hmm. And then jazz was getting um, engaged the next time. No, I'm lying. We spent Valentine's day together. Right. And in that moment, she and I were in a different place. We were still becoming, mm-hmm. still awakening. And um, I cooked that time. I made dessert and everything. And we yeah, spent that great. Valentine's Day together. in like, the rolls. Cook? It was a box cake and everything. It was. I, I, like, I threw I down. Like, the wow. food was good. She was looking at her fingers. I like, know. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, it was a box cake, but I was really astounded. Like, yo, she be, she be throwing down, like. That's that's legit. Like that's crazy. I was far from that place. I was far from that place. But now the roles have definitely changed because she is like <laughs> freaking Emerald Lagasse <laughs> in the kitchen, and I'm well. like, teach me, okay? <laughs> but <clears throat> in that moment, and then we were in jazzes were consistently inconsistent, and the jury's still out on that one. But <laughs> anyway, um, like I said, we had many introductions, and. But it was in that moment that the foundation of our friendship was being built. And then Jazz and I lost contact. We weren't really talking like that on a consistent basis. And then I found out Jazz was engaged. And what made me really want our relationship and our friendship to be pursued in a way where I didn't want to be able to find out the most important things in our life or the most important things in my life through Facebook. 
And it was awakening for me because, you know, if you want somebody in your life, you work at that thing and you be consistent in your lives. And even though I made that conscious effort, it still took time for me to get to that place. So Jazz got engaged. She got married. And I was there for those moments, you know. And like I said, we just experienced life on different levels together. But it wasn't until like the past, I want to say a year or two that we really, really understood the roles that we had in each other's life. And they're still defining those roles in that life. But I had to work for this best friend tag, okay? <laughs> I just want y'all to know that the way I work, like, I should be able to file taxes Girl, on why? this thing. stop. Okay? Listen, listen, <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me define, let me get my case. Let me, let me try my case, all right? For my um, opening, closing statements for this here <laughs> accusation. <laughs> But what happened was for me in my life, people came and they they left. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't and, 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 and then on top of that, my jargon was never that's my best friend and your know, bestie. Like that really wasn't my thing. So for me, I couldn't really easily be like, yo, that's that's my best friend or whatever. No, that's my closest. You know what I mean? That's my dearest. And that's a good one, you know. But I wasn't I mm. wasn't with certain jargons, a certain wordplay. I was a side chick. She wasn't a side chick. She was, she wasn't a side chick per se. She was like, she definitely got holiday texts. You feel me? She met family members, but she she wasn't a side chick. Like, you know what I mean? She she got appearances. You feel me? But um, nah, I just wasn't there, and mm-hmm. then um, it was a product of like a lot of things that had happened in my life, things that I saw, relationships I had established, and then they they fell apart and. Just, just a history of certain things. So I just wasn't for, um, for certain closeness. And I had put people on this, uh, what I call the temporary tag, for a long time. Like, look, you here today, but you're gonna be gone tomorrow. And I'm cool with that. And I'm better cool with that. And I'm gonna guard myself because I'm gonna put you in that position now. I'm not playing these games. But what I've realized is that no one should pay for what someone else did. You don't enter into a relationship. Or you don't you don't drive the car, look or always in looking in your rearview mirror that you can't even focus on what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. That's unfair to the people who are walking into your life because who has that kind of time to bend over backwards and they'll be walking right out. Absolutely. So that's 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 my opening and closing statement <laughs> to that. But um So in the closing, I got the job. <laughs> okay. I got the job. She she was hired. She was hired. <laughs> but it made me realize how important it was for friendship and how those roles and the roles that people play in our lives play an intricate part in where we are, where we're going and where we want to be. A lot of times when we see that friend role or, you know, to try to define that thing within the realms of who you come in contact with, a lot of times we don't know what we need as friends. Mm -hmm. And that is not established the first day you meet, no. the first months you spend together, or even the years you spend together. It's establishing experiences. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you learn to experience things with people, you learn what you like, what you don't like, what you need and what you don't need. Right. And it takes effort and it takes time. Yeah. And I think that sometimes you can know that certain people are your kind of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I could rock with her. Like, I, 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 could, I could be her friend, mm-hmm. you know, to some extent or another. Um, but don't get me wrong, 
me and Patty, we are on the opposite sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like she said, I'm salt, she pepper, she or you, I'm water, whatever, whatever. So we are very different. So certain things needed to be established. But a lot of times for me, I like to approach things in a way of knowing um, what I'm bringing to the table and mm-hmm. what I need as a person. Because if I can't give to you what I need, no, that's not going to be first day. No, it's first week, whatever, whatever. It's just as things go about, you kind of understand a little bit more like, oh, that's that's not cool. That's not really my thing. Um, so that didn't make me feel the way it I like to be made feel within the, the four walls of a friendship. So in turn, can we move to a common place so that we can both be fed within this friendship? Absolutely. So as I kind of approach things, I kind of understand that we need to um, make sure that the other person on the other end, we're not, they don't read minds, you know, awesome quality, right? But who reads minds that I need to let them know, Hey, I need this in a friendship. Um, and I would like to know if you, 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 you up to providing it. And that was established in some of the most uncomfortable moments mm-hmm. because a lot of times what we need is not always easily vocalized. Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable in those moments is not an easy thing. Being vulnerable in any moment is not easy. Because a lot of times, if you let somebody see who you really are, they have the choice of taking it or leaving it. Facts. And you open yourself up to that option. Right. But when you find somebody who sees who you are, knows who you are, loves who you are, and they see the good, the bad, the ugly, they go through the rainstorms, the sunshine, the highs, Mm -hmm. and the lows, it is important to have that in your life. Yeah, they on a the bus with you. Right. They That's on a right. bus with you. So friendship is a very important thing, especially when it comes to just life in general, because you need those core people in your life, like I said, who's going to keep it real with you, who you're going to trust their their advice to you, knowing that they're not trying to see you down. They're trying to make sure you be the best as you can be today, tomorrow, or in forever. Right. I and think, you, I'm sorry. What? I think Maya Angelou said this Um in poetic justice that nobody oh nobody can make it out here alone that's right and the funny thing is at some point in my life i thought that i could like because that's how i was positioned at that time Mm -hmm. um but i've i've realized more now more than ever that nobody can't make it out here alone that somebody's around somebody's cheering you on somebody has your back and when you establish and com- become comfortable and um, strong within the realms of that relationship, you can flourish much better than you would by yourself. Right. And when you understand the quality and in the, in the, the depths of a friendship that you have, competition isn't present. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, because I wasn't secure in my friendships, And because a lot of things weren't established of what I needed in friendships, I found myself guarding the ones that were around me to keep them from becoming friends with other people because I didn't want to feel like I'm competing for time, competing for, you know, your opinion, competing for you to spend like spend time with me or go with me or do stuff like that. And it wasn't until I realized um, that you could be surrounded by a bunch of people and you can have, you know, those people in your life 
and they could come in contact with other people because Jasmine knows like she not getting no other best friend. But um, because <laughs> I'm not always willing to share. Let's just put it that way. You know what I'm saying? But let's go back to what I was talking about. Um, competition was present in my other friendships because I did not feel secure in my position in my friends' lives. Okay, I think. For me, competition was present because competition was just present. And mm-hmm. other people dropped seeds into these friendships. They did. And instead of it being such a strong and secure friendship, it was more so, um, oh, oh yeah, I should think about that. Because when you're strong and you're securing your friendship, other people coming in is a non-factor. You get what I'm saying? And then also sometimes I think that people need to stop trying to prove their case. Like social mm-hmm. media allow people to kind of prove their case. Like, no, I don't have to post about Patricia every every day for you to think that we're friends. Like, I don't care what it is that you think about our friendship because it is what it is. What's understood doesn't need to be explained right. because it's understood between the people in the relationship. Absolutely. I think that a lot of times we, 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 we use social media as this persona, right? This persona of who we are, this persona of our friendships, this persona of our relationships, this persona of our vacations, this persona of our likes, our comments, this persona. So we, we, we wake up one day and we, we don't know who we are because we too busy feeding into the persona of who we thought we would be. So competition came into my past friendships because People was dropping seeds. And instead of it being just mere gossip and rumors, it was like, oh, man, I should think about that. And that perpetuated into something they probably shouldn't be. And therefore allowed the friendship to dwindle out into nothing. So at the end of the day, um, that consciousness of knowing and learning from that experience allowed me to move into this friendship and those in the future with another perspective. But only as a friend, not a best friend. You know what? (laughs) Ladies, the conversation is never over. Remember, we got that closed Facebook group that we talked about with you guys last week. It was designed specifically for you. So today we talked about two things, right? We talked about who we were and we talked about friendship. But what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to take some extensive time and sit down and think about who you are. You don't have to share that on a Facebook group, but if you want to, I will be sure to protect you from all those other things because vulnerability is definitely welcomed in the group. But what I want you guys to share is to think about who you are and answer the question of how and what you contribute to your friendships, okay? So you have tuned into another episode of Eat With Her, Don't Compete With Her, and this is your girl, Jazz. And this is your girl, Patty. To close out, we're going to say my best friend is the one who brings out the best in me, Henry Ford.